Alder Clausius? Present. Alder Clausius present. Alder DeMar? Here. Alder DeMar present. Alder Palm? Present. Alder Palm present. Alder Schmidt? Here. Alder Schmidt present. Alder Subek? Alder Subek is absent. Alder Revere? Here. She has an excused absence. Uh, meetings called to order. We'll do the usual process here, which is to examine the agenda and pull out any items for separation, adopt a consent agenda from there, take on the controversial ones, or at least the ones that need discussion. So, do we have any nominations for separation? 16 for referral. 16 for referral, yes, that was... Anything else? Alderman Revere? Thank you. I have questions, Mayor, on items 9, 14, and 22. And, of course, we're separating 24. 9, 14, 16, 22, 24. Thank you. Alderman Clausius? On item 22 on here, is Alder Strasser going to be here tonight or not? Is he? No. Because you got scalped. 9, 14, 16, 22, and 24. Any others? Okay. And the balance, the motion to suspend to take him up to Alderman Schmidt. So moved. Is there a second? Second. Got discussion. All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Rules are suspended to take up a consent agenda. Alderman Schmidt, which items will we move for adoption? Move approval of items 1 through 8, 10 through 13, 15, 17 through 21, and 23. Is there a second? Second. Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, aye. 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 Opposed, no. Motion carries. If you are here on any of those items, feel free to leave. Uh, We probably won't reconsider them. Uh, Item number 9, is there a motion? Move approval. Motion and a second on item number 9. Discussion? Alderman Rivera. Thank you. I have a couple questions, please, for David. Hi, David. Thanks for being with us. So, in fact, the same question I have about you, about this item, I also is similar to the question about item 14, which is a Parks Division matter. But the issue of us waiving the RFP for security services, can you explain? Oh, I'm sorry, the issue of asking for the waiver of an RFP for security services for public health, obviously. Could you articulate, and obviously I've read the resolution, can you articulate the time-sensitive nature and why, as I read this, the plan is not to go out to an RFP after we perhaps have granted you the emergency powers? The critical piece for purchasing was that there be some competitive process to select this particular bidder. This particular organization has a contract, several contracts with the county, and the city attorney's office suggested that we piggyback off of one of their contracts, which was done by the whole RFP process, and that we work with this particular agency on the same basis in which the county is working with them. This was the city attorney or the county corporation council? City attorney, yeah. And city purchasing as well? Yeah. The critical part is that they wanted to make sure there was a competitive process to select the vendor, and that's what was indeed happening here. And that Dane County had a competitive process at some point? Do you know when that was? They are partway into the first year of the contract. 
So the as we see on page, I don't know how it's printed, in, but in our packet it's labeled page three. When you talk about, when it speaks, and I know you were, you drafted the resolution, when it speaks to the option to renewal, et cetera, and the now therefore get resolved clause, that's the provision that's in the existing contract. That's right. Okay. Well, I just wanted to articulate, and I realize that public health is a different animal, you know, since, <laughs> since it's uh, obviously run by, by um, both jurisdictions, but it, it always troubles me when we, we, uh, don't have competitive bidding and have sole source contracts and it needs there has to be a strong rationale and I know that there are several different firms that city agencies use for security services we don't have a exclusive contract it's something that we've actually debated at this table right. in the past years is should the city of Madison have a, a single contract for security services across agencies across utilities we, there was a conversation and the decision was made that the Services that were provided under the Dane County contract with the security firm were much more similar to the ones we wanted as opposed to the city contracts, which is why we went that way. As opposed to the various city contracts, you looked at all the various. Right. Like, for example, Permar is used by Monona Terrace. Right. JBM is used by the parking utility to give some examples. um, Freak Fest in October, which uses JBM, too, I think. Uh, they use a Milwaukee firm, at least they have. I don't know about the plan for this year, but they are called RTM. The original RTM is who, okay. anyway, they're a Milwaukee firm uh, that's been ser- providing freak fest services. But anyway, so I understand that because of the county connection, I won't okay. There's object, also the, the issue of timing on this one. Um, uh, we will get approximately three hours' notice um, when we have to put someone in quarantine. Um, and so uh, we wanted to move this along as efficiently as possible. We've never had you, public health, whether it be city or county, has never had this sort of That's correct. service in place. Right. We've never had Ebola in place either. And I presume that, although it doesn't, I don't think it says it in here, but that Ebola is what inspired this. Okay. Thank you, David. Mm-hmm. Further discussion? Seeing none, all is in favor of adoption, aye. 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 Oh, no. Motion carries. Item 14. Is there a motion? Move approval. Is there a second? Second. Discussion? Questions? I don't see anyone here from Parks. Do you want to put we it place it upon the table and table. see what... Motions to table. Maybe Katie can call her friends across the street or something. <laughs> motion is to... Is there a second to table? Second. On table. And all those in favor, aye. 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 Opposed, no. Motion carries. Item 16, motion, please. Move referral to the next BOE meeting. Next motion regular is to BOE refer meeting. to the next BOE meeting. Second. Second. Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor of referral, aye. 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 Opposed, no. Motion carries. Item 22. Oh, someone from Parks is here. Yeah, the superintendent. <laughs> what are you want to do? That was good. If he's ready, I've moved to remove it from the... Are you 22 or you want to take 16 off the table? Uh, 14 off the table. What do you want to do? Move to take 14 off the table. Motion. Is there a second? There is. Uh, all those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Uh, someone from Parks. That'd be you, sir. You're now known as someone from Parks. <laughs> we do have a motion to adapt. Do we have a motion to adapt? Yes, we do. So, all there for here. 
Thank you, Mayor. Uh, so, hi, Eric. Sorry to catch you right as you're no, not a catching problem. your breath sitting down here. So I, I ask that this be removed from the consent agenda because I received an email late this afternoon from one of the members of the Obert Botanical Society board. It's unclear if he wants uh, to remain anonymous or not, so I won't mention his name. But uh, I'll say he, he uh, has other words, Heather Hats, besides being on OBS. But his concern, I could even read the email, I suppose, off my phone, but his concern uh, was that his understanding, and I don't know if it went beyond reading this resolution, was that there did not seem to be any sort of competitive RFP uh, recently done for this very lucrative um, service of having the sole right to serve alcoholic beverages, uh, particularly concerned at Ulbrich. Um, not so much, uh, you know, he wasn't familiar with how much alcohol is used at functions at Warner Park Community Rec Center. I presume a substantial less, less amount. But he, in the email, he even referenced that Ulbrich is the wedding capital of the city and that this is obviously very lucrative and, and was, um, uh, anyway, well, you understand the question. Then. Um, yeah, the, um, we did do a competitive process the last time we entered this agreement three years ago. Uh, Blue Plate was able to or willing to negotiate a slight tweak in their percentages up. Um, I would say lucrative is depending on how you evaluate it. From the city's perspective, our percentage cut on the revenue is about 14%. and equates to about $30,000 um, at Obrick. Uh, I'm sorry, Obrick and Warner. Combined. Yeah. Uh, on the alcohol component, um, though obviously it, it is, is it possible that someone would give a slightly higher percentage? Yes. Um, the question or concern was the delay in the process related to establishing a new liquor license holder, uh, a new process, and the staff time that goes with that. We felt extending for um, two more years for 15 and 16 for folks, especially folks who've already got reservations and have started relationships with Ober because their current um, contract expires at the end of April, mm. right? So there's a little bit of a timing issue as well, so people in June are left wondering, what, what do we want to do? Uh, I, I guess what I would say is if, let's say you doubled the percentage or added four percentage points on, the, uh, the revenue of the city would be about $6,500, and uh, 13, 14% is a pretty high number, I think, in the, the market share. Uh, though I do appreciate the, the, the question and the concern about it. So can, if I could ask some follow-up questions, and I understand there's other questions, but can you can you uh, just confirm? So what year what year was the – did we last go out to competitive requests? Uh, in, in 2011 for the 2011. 13-14 agreement. How many responses do you remember approximately? Uh, if – if I, remember, other I think there were four, four okay. responses. And my recollection is Blue Plate has had this contract had a, for, for years. They had the three years before that I know personally. I'm not sure before 2009. I think they had it even before 2009. I'm almost positive. And then and you're sure it ends the end of April as opposed to the end of June, which is when all liquor licenses expire? The agreement ends at the end of April. The liquor licenses would expire at the end of June. Mm-hmm. And so when you said we have a slight increase in percentages, can you be more specific as to what the existing 
agreement is and how much that is brought in in revenue to the city versus the newly negotiated tweaking, as you put it, I think, of the. Yeah, the biggest, one of the other big things with the relationship we have with Blue Plate is their willingness to work with OBS, actually, and that they have three events where they give a significantly higher percentage back to OBS for OBS events. Like Rhapsody and Blue? Rhapsody, cocktails in the conservatory, and the indulgence, which is coming up. And those are at like 30%, and that stays the same from the prior agreement to this agreement. And that goes, sorry if I'm rudely interrupting you, Eric, that goes to, in the case of those events, that goes to OBS, not to the general fund? The events that OBS does are split, and that's the reason. You know, the city still gets its 15%, but OBS gets a benefit as well. The other events are going from 13% currently to 14% under the new agreement, which is about $2,500 a year. Okay, thank you. I'll let Alder Person Palm at least ask questions. Alder Palm? Thank you. I guess I'm, I mean, I understand why you're doing this, but it seems to me your statement was, you know, the time constraint with April. And then if we just extend it forward two more years, two years from now, we're still having this due in April. So give me some suggestions or advice on how we can end this. I mean, it's either to me like we do it as 18 months and then have it due in September so we can go through this stuff, because I understand wedding season, no one wants to mess with that, or extend it for, you know, 26 months, 28 months, and then, you know, but I think how do we get it so that it's not ending up to end in April? Well, I think this does that because this will end at the end of 16, December 31. So not really two years. Two calendar years. But, yes, if we sign this for May through whatever, it would be 20 months. This also allows us to tell anybody who's coming in that, because Oberg's already started reservations in 16, but now nobody has started in 17. So we can tell people we're going to be looking at a potential change in the future. Ideally, doing that early in 16 to know what it is and make it predictable for renters. Okay. I mean, a two-year agreement starting in April to me is 24 months, so that's why I'm. I would say that I share the concern about competitive process. And you have three additional two-year renewals available, so that's six more years. That would be potentially possible, but I would be amenable to those being struck. I mean, that's pretty standard language on these in the past that we've stuck with, but. Okay. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
I, I can't make any motions without already asking questions. <laughs> further discussion uh, further discussion on the question, which is adoption, Alderman Powell. I, I would move to, in the now therefore be it resolved, um, specify authorized to enter into two-year agreement ending in December 2016 with Blue Plate and then striking with three additional two-year renewal terms available. Second. Second. Motion is second. Um, this discussion just made me realize that I want to make a disclosure. Um, <coughs> contracts with Bonnie's Blue Plate, which is part of Food Fight. Yes. I have a relative who works for Food Fight. Um, disclosed. <laughs> discussion on the amendment. Yeah. Alderman Palacios. Uh, but then according to this, there would be no two-year bracket at all after this. Would it just be a single year after December of 2016, the next renewal? Because it's two-year stuff we've got in here. I'm just... Well, my, my intention was that they would have another process to determine a vendor okay. that would then allow for term and extensions on that open process. But it wouldn't necessarily be a two-year term. I mean, it could be. Well, the extension of the current would be a two-year term, but then they could reapply to be part of the next phase okay. of, of yep. contracting. Hmm? Further discussion? Alderman Rivera. <laughs> Thank you. So I just want to confirm, since obviously you have no objection to the amendment, Eric, so you're, you're quite confident you'll have to check with the uh, others, I presume it wasn't on your level where this was negotiated. Maybe it was at your pay grade. But you're quite confident that there, this striking this language won't affect the negotiations when you or the tweaking, as you put it earlier. No, it won't. I'm quite confident. If it if it does, we'll have a different problem to solve. But I, I, though I do, I would not use the term incredibly lucrative. It's still a, a good business model to have. It's a nice contained business. Obviously, yeah. And then could I, if, with, with the indulgence of the board, could I ask a related question but on different facility? Can you refresh my memory at least why we haven't taken this approach with the golf courses? And one of the complaints we hear is that there's no longer spirits are no longer available at the golf courses. Well, we are evaluating methods of, of handling that. The, the issue you would have is to sell liquor, you have to have a liquor license. Right. To have a liquor license, it's on a premise, a premise that no one else can sell alcohol. So either <clears throat> we would be um, going to a process where you would have people selling alcohol over there and city staff selling everything else over here, which is clearly not economically viable, or we would be going uh, backwards to a model where a contractor does it all. Um, now, the opportunity of having a contractor for liquor service alone for private events is something we've, we've talked about. Um, we're evaluating other ideas about how, how to handle it for the simple reason that what we've, that's a part of outings, but there's another whole issue of leagues and league play. And it's, uh, quite frankly on that topic, I've, it's disturbing to me that, that we knew the whole time, and I think it's true, and the old numbers, new numbers bear out, there's not a lot of money in liquor. 
in actual revenue or profit margins aren't bad, but revenue in a golf course is not a lot of money, but there is a lot of opportunity lost because one or two league members have proven enough to, you know, we've we've gained some leagues, we've lost some leagues. The leagues we lost, I think two of them specifically were for two or three people out of 30, and we didn't have Bloody Marys anymore kind of a thing. Mm. So uh, we're evaluating different methods, but that's... Uh, the problem with the contract is we sell the malted beverages under state law. Right. Um, and so we can't have somebody in there providing liquor service on a day-to-day basis. You could do a special event basis, which we've looked at. Uh, but once again, our concern is how do we square that the angle or that corner with leagues? You know, because the, the outing business we could handle using this method, but leagues we couldn't, at least not reasonably in my mind. I, I don't know. leagues are... Seven days a week. Yeah, they just there's just no way to reason point, to win them. Yeah, they're, you're, they're there. There's there's little argument that they're a contract liquor merchant. They're holding a license at the facility. So what's the current status of that with the you know, with the chair's indulgence? Uh, what's the current status of? Um, I'm meeting with the risk manager and the attorney's office um, on a relatively regular basis to to prepare a proposal for okay. the council to. Consider. Okay, very good. Thank you. Any further questions on the amendment? Tomorrow? Question. Um, Eric, I just want to make sure I understand the implications of Alder Palm's amendment. And so, with striking three additional two year renewable terms available and adding, I think, um, to end December 2016. And I think I heard you mentioned that Ulbrich currently is not scheduling events for 2017, but will be in the near future. Um, is that right? Not in the near future. They'll they'll be they'll start uh, 17 scheduling. Um, I'm trying to make sure I'm got this. It's usually right. a two-year thing. Yeah, they'll they'll start in late late March. So okay. yeah, so relatively soon. I guess it is only six weeks away. Exactly. So. But enough time for us to do what we would do, which is in the past we've done this, where we just notify the person that we will provide a dedicated liquor vendor like is normal for facility okay. at this time for your January 17, 2017 meeting or wedding. We can't tell you who that will be for certain. Okay. And so then when would you actually go out for RFP for 2017 and in the future I w- to make sure that you did secure one and there was no interruption in service? I would think the right time would be in January of 2016 okay. for a probably, in my opinion, and we'll talk to purchasing as we always do work with the finance staff on RFP, uh, <clears throat> my thought would be a, probably a two-month window for responses because uh, a lot of these folks are going to be, a lot of potential Respondents would be smaller businesses, sure. you know, take some time. I mean, there, there are a lot of people in this business. Uh, responses in at the end of February gives you a, a, really a month to review them. It's pretty basic. It's who's meets the basic, you know, criteria of being credible and who gives the highest percentage. It really is a true RFP. And then that gives you another six to eight weeks for a, a contract authorization, and you can have a contract signed in July secured for January 1. They have plenty of time to go through the ALRC process to secure the transition of the license, which is, you know, 90 days pretty well solid, and, and you still have no gap. And, and some built-in flexibility in case if one of those steps is missed. Okay. Thank you. Further discussion on the amendment? 
Seeing none, all those in favor, aye. 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 Opposed, no. Motion carries. Now the main motion is amended. Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. That takes us to 22. Is there a motion? Is there a second? Discussion? Alderman Strasser. Thank you. So we are back at Ann Street, and we're trying to figure out a way that we can move forward with this. I think the proposal is pretty straightforward. This is basically authorizing staff to investigate further the potential and financing options for purchasing the property and land banking. And I've already had some very good, positive meetings with members in the private sector looking at ways that we can package up land banking parcels as investments for real estate developers and kind of partner with them. We've already had some discussions with Mr. Schmanicki and the city attorney's office. And so basically we want to look at different ways that we can address financing of land banking with this property being the first one. Discussion on the question? Alderman Palacios. Yes. Question, Alderman Strasser. This is 910 Ann Street is the address? Yes. What is on there right now? That's the Expo Inn. That's the Expo Inn. Yes. Okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Yes. Have you had any outside inquiries, anything yet on these feelers? On this property? Other people purchasing it? Yes. There's a lot of interest in that property. The problem is it's all for extremely minimal investment. And a lot of the proposals just don't meet zoning. We've already had several meetings with Matt about the potential for the proposals, and most of them don't fall short. But there's a lot of interest in that property because it's a cheap property that has a viable building. The building is inhabitable. We shut it down for reasons other than the safety of the building. Unfortunately, this was a parcel that was developed in the town of Madison. And the way that the parcel is laid out, it's two and a half acres, but it's long and narrow. And it's been empty for so long that any redevelopment has to be under the city of Madison's zoning and building codes, which means that there's very few really viable options for this property by itself. It needs to be combined with some neighboring parcels if it really wants to be developed into something desirable. So if you were proposing the city would purchase this, it would almost be somewhat of a placeholder for a while, say until other adjacent properties maybe became available or a developer put together. I would hope that if we're successful in creating this private partnership with real estate investors, that we can snap up a lot of those properties, demolish everything, assemble the lots, and have it prepped and ready for development and just sit on it for however long it takes. We've already several years ago had some serious interest in quite a large commercial investment by a prominent developer, but the recession in 2008 killed that. So there's already 
people in the city who know already know what that is an area that is going up and coming. Um, but we can't we can't fight off all of these really um, inappropriate uses forever. Eventually, if, if we don't get control of that property, somebody will, um, and then we will be stuck with whatever they put in there for decades to come. And that is a linchpin property for that whole street frontage on the Beltline. Uh, you know, right now, the next door to the Expo when they're thinking about putting a Head Start program, that means that that, that parcel will be locked in for decades to come. Mm -hmm. And they're all, you know, very poorly built, poorly planned, poorly laid out buildings. The parcels need to be assembled and we have to keep. We have to avoid letting somebody get in there on the cheap and tying up all those properties for the future. I'm always real skeptical of properties like this, where well, it is landlocked, really, mm -hmm. the way it's laid out over there. But I just wanted to reaffirm too: there is no cash outlay proposal tied to this at all on here. This is just to have real estate investigated and, and see if we can come up with a financing option, a way of purchasing it, and but then we would come. We would come back here to you all. I mean, this is not this is not authorization authorization for any outlay of funds. Okay. All right. Thank you. This got my attention as um, someone who has land done the land banking program in on the Near East Side and the Isthmus. I was wondering if you thought about are, do you intend to use the program that exists because you use the word land banking, but it's not really clear to me from the text of the resolution that you would follow the guidelines and the criteria that are in that established and adopted plan. No, because city land banking uses city funds. What we're kind of exploring, and the city has no money, that that fund is almost empty. There's only a few hundred thousand dollars left in, and to purchase all the properties and demolish them along Ann Street alone is about a five, six million dollar venture. Um, real estate developers in this city know that to plan development, we need, they need, everybody needs to get control of certain areas of the city and set it aside for development. Um, and if we can come up with a way of having the private sector finance purchase these properties in a partnership with the city, where the city has a, a role in I don't want to get too far into this because we're just kind of late. We haven't had discussions more than this might sound good. But a pro basically it's a public-private partnership where the banks would purchase, a real estate group would be formed to administer the properties, the city would be a partner to it. We, it was keep off, stay off our books, but it would be a partnership in determining when that land then gets uh, sold for redevelopment. And the, the theory behind it is that we only did some properties that we think that when we could sell it, we would have a profit. I guess I'm not really clear from your answer. So it sounds like, no, you would not use the land bank no. program. But if you use city funds to buy it, I think somehow we're we not. would have to figure all that out. We're not. There would be no city funds. Uh, That's not what it, the resolution uh, Well, it... I mean, it's, it's not clear to me why you would even need the city if you have a consortium of 
private developers who are willing to buy something, I guess. Because we need the city and staff to be at the table and negotiate and be a partner in it. And would there be an RFP? We're working this out. This is what I'm told we need to move forward. If we want to dedicate staff time to figuring this out, this is where we need to move forward. Thank you. My understanding is, now that we've had this discussion, my understanding is that this isn't a commitment to buy. This is to look at what the options are with the property. And then once that's done, we get a report. Then we can drop it. We can further explore it. We can adopt additional resolutions and instructions, which at that time may include money. Is that correct? Correct. Alderman DeMarv? Can I ask a question of staff? Sure. Thank you. I see Ms. Birdman back there. Well, Steve's there, too, I guess. I didn't see you. Sorry. And Matt's behind you, Denise. Oh, and Matt's right behind. Okay. See? I didn't mean to put you on the spot. That's fine. Okay. And you and you were there. Who knew, right? So I'm curious if both of you or either one of you or the three of you could speak to the plan for this area of the city, first of all, and how something like this projectively, if that's a word, would fit into that plan. And then if you could re-describe again what you see this resolution not only asking for but going forward with, if it would come to that. So there's plans for South Park Street from 2005 that look at this area. There's also from the bus rapid transit plans that were done, there was an identification of this area and some potential connections that could be done. We haven't reviewed that in detail. Our understanding of this resolution is that the staff is going to be directed to take a look at the plans that exist, the financing or funding sources that exist, and report back on those options. And I think, not to speak for Matt, but I think we feel that there's information available that we could put that report together in a relatively swift manner. I have not been involved in discussions about investors, et cetera, and so we haven't factored that in at this time. But we did talk about the overall plans for the area. Okay. And then just to follow up, and I'm assuming, and I use my language, not necessarily the technical language that you would use, but when you look at this and the report that comes back will not be siloed. It will actually be what the plan is from the area for transportation and for investment and for development and when it's likely for this to happen. So if the city would invest or be a partner in something, how long we would be looking, in your estimation or the committee or the group's estimation, that would be part of it. I'm not sure that we can tell you how long. Well, approximately. Because Parks has been in play for a long time. And clearly this is near the ETF building, which is also a state building that's in play right now. I think what we can say is these are all the plans that affect this area, and this is what the plans say about this strip and how this parcel would fit into those plans. Okay. And so layering everything on together, you would give a recommendation, or the report would give a recommendation to us. 
I think we can give you the facts, depending on what those facts say. I'm not sure whether there would be a recommendation or hear the facts about this property. Perfect. That's great. Thank you. I'd like to just say a word, but first Alderman Rommel, then Palm, then Verveer. Just to follow up, so would you study more than 910 Ann Street? Would you study all the parcels that are kind of in that quadrant? From my standpoint, I don't see us doing a new study. I see us saying there are several studies that have already looked at this area. This is when the study was done, and this is what it said about this area. To the extent that they said something about this particular parcel, we would include that. It wouldn't just be about this one parcel as opposed to the whole shebang. Okay. Thank you. Alderman Palm. Okay. So, I mean, if I look just at the title, that's not what I get from this. No way, no how, nowhere. It identifies a specific parcel, not an area. It says land bank. It talks about if suitable and funding sources are identified, city to purchase the property, and that's completely different. How do you justify what you just said and what's written on the page, which is what theoretically we'd actually adopt? And if I could jump in rudely, it's beyond just the title. It's now therefore be it resolved. It does not jive with what we've been hearing at all. I would say that this was not a resolution drafted by city staff. Yes, it was. Don. Don Marks. Oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. At Alder Strasser's request. I don't have an attachment on here that has anything other than the paragraph that ends in negotiating to purchase the property. Yeah, all we have is the resolution and the map. Right. And my interpretation of this is identifying funding sources can mean anything. If we're partnered, of course, we can look at authorizing the initiation of negotiations to purchase. That doesn't say purchase the property. And I'm trying to find all the different ways that we can come at this and not just through a standard, the city has no money, we want a land bank, we don't have money, so it's dead. So what other options are there out there? What other funding sources? To me, this is very, you can read into it what you want, but nowhere in here does it say that you're going to purchase any property or authorize any funding. So I really don't understand. And if there's a difficulty with the language in here, feel free to change it. But, you know, what we're trying to do and what we've been asked to do from the beginning is come in with some sort of a resolution that directs staff to produce a report so you all can make a decision on the policy of what you want to do with this parcel of property. And until we have that staff report, you're asking for something to be done before you get it done. Alderman DeMarvin, I'll come back. Alderman DeMarvin, you wanted more time? Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Were you done? I rudely added. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't know what to do here. Okay. Well, then I'll reclaim the time then. Thank you, Mayor. And I'm sorry. I was my time that I was just recognized by the mayor. Anyway, so I think what I heard Alderperson Strasser say is that zoning is a big issue, correct? That the parcel 
most likely the area around this would need to be rezoned. Did I hear that correctly? Everybody who, everybody who has come to the city with a potential use for this property in the last two years, uh-huh. a serious proposal, has been shot down in zoning because of the way the, pro- the parcel is laid out because of it was developed by the town and now we're in the city, is proximity to the Beltline for a lot of different reasons. And it's only because the proposed uses, it's not because every possible use has been proposed, but the ones that have been proposed have been shot down in zoning. And the reason we keep coming back to is that all these parcels along Ann Street are really hard to redevelop on their own unless you can find a use for the existing building, which the last thing we want is to open up the Expo Inn again, um, then we have to do a demolish and rebuild of something, and nothing seems to fit for what's been proposed. That doesn't mean to say that there isn't something out there, um, but nothing has been proposed that zoning has approved yet. So just to acknowledge first, I think everybody realizes this, but... I think most of us realize fully that for years and years and years, 910 Ann Street was a drain on resources, be they the town or the cities. And when it was annexed, it was a tremendous drain on the city police department. I think that's acknowledged. So when you say reopened, I don't think any of us want it reopened, certainly as we know it uh, in, from the past, certainly. But to further probe what you're saying, uh, Alderperson Strasser, you're saying that Potential developers have done their due diligence by contacting the planning division and have been discouraged by, you keep saying zoning, but you've been dis- they've been discouraged by whoever downstairs, be it zoning, which is under building inspection division, or planners in the planning division from pursuing their, their preferred development. Is that what that's- there, there has been, to my knowledge, three real proposals for use of that parcel. One of them was to turn the building as it is into uh, single-room occupancy housing, uh, small apartments, and that was a serious proposal by the developer of Hotel Red. He had already walked the property. He had everything mapped out. He had a proposal on the table. He had an option to buy, and zoning said no. And I forget kind of what the second one was. It was along the same lines. And then the last one was a demolish and a rebuild of an extended stay hotel. But the plans that they had proposed don't meet zoning because an extended stay hotel with an interior access cannot exceed, you cannot exceed a 90-day stay in the city of Madison. So they could not do their business anywhere in the city not just on that property. Those are the three real proposals. And I'm sorry, I really forget what the second one is. I just remember they were all downtown. But these were meetings, city attorney's office, building inspection, zoning. Everybody was there, and the result has always been you can't do what you want to do with that parcel. And so let's go back to the language of the resolution, please. So based on what I'm hearing, it seems to me, that perhaps an amendment would be in order that you would not object to that would strike, if you look at the now therefore be it resolved clause of the language, that would strike the, in essence, the last line and a half, which, starting with and, if the purchase is determined to be suitable and funding sources are identified, three, initiate negotiations for the purchase of the property. Because based on what we've heard tonight, 
no one is saying that you want you're interested in city staff unless I misunderstood that you're interested in city staff to begin negotiations without coming back to the board of estimates first. I I think that that's fair. I like I said this was this was drafted at my request, but not the you know I've been out with the flu for the past. Right. Oh, I know. So. Yeah, we know it's um, the last meeting was because you were out. Sick. So um. Whatever, whatever you all need to feel comfortable to move forward so we can get a report on the table so we can then have a discussion about the policy behind whether we need to purchase this land and if we so, how do we do it? And I want to bring some options to the table of how to do that besides just finding money in the city budget. But we need to move forward with the staff report before we can do that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, and this is where I wanted to make a couple of comments and your conversation just now I think really solidifies it, which is the very section you're referring to is to put in substitute language which basically says directing the staff to come back with a report on recommendations for either a public, private, or a joint utilization of the property and the surrounding environs. That's what the I would recommend that, and I just want to go a little deeper into this now that we've had this discussion for 30 minutes or whatever it's been. Um, Alderman Strasser and I um, discussed this some time ago, and I had recommended this course of taking a resolution because we get so many demands on planning from Alders for work like this, which is more than just can you give me an hour or two of your time. And I think it's important that it be a decision by the entire council about utilizing staff resources like this. I got a little confused because of the language, and it didn't seem it was quite what we had discussed. But I think this discussion has flushed that out. And with that kind of an amendment, um, we can get to the point where we can get some clarity as to what are the possibilities at the site. I want to point out that if you look at the southeast quadrant of the Badger Road um, Beltline Interchange, which is in the town of Madison, a highly visible site, uh, which could have been worked with and, and something really creative done, very visible signature building, for example. may not have had a large footprint, but it, it, it could have had a significant presence in the area. It is now, I don't know how many dozens and dozens of storage lockers. Um, over at Ann Street, we know that the state building is going to be up for sale. Um, the street does not necessarily have to be where it is. One of the options to consider in terms of site development there is relocation of the street to get better configuration with the various properties. So this is one of the great, great locations in the city. It's on South Park Street. It is minutes from the campus in downtown. It's minutes from the interstate, which means you're then in Chicago and Milwaukee 
stoplight free. Um, and I think it would be unfortunate if we didn't do something to, to further look at this rather particular parcel on the south side um, in what I think is, is just a great untapped area of the city. So I hope that we can come to some resolution in terms of an amendment to this, get it adopted, and move this forward. Alderman DeMar was next. Thank you. I can feel your urgency, and I can appreciate it, because I, too, have felt that in the past. And I think we would all agree that this is not best use for that property. Um, however, how it is written, it's hard to um, support because what you're asking staff to do is identify financing to purchase this particular property. And what we've hear, heard here tonight is what, you, what you're asking us for is a report on not only this property but the surrounding area and potential partnerships with the city. Um, and I would, like to, I would like to support that, but I can't support what's written here because this is what we're actually directing staff to do. So if you could put your heads together and write this up as an amendment, I'm not really prepared to do that with current right on the spot. Um, I think it would be a lot easier to support this. Further discussion? Alderman Bob. Um I agree with Alderman Marb. I, I simply cannot support this language. And and I don't think that we can we could change this. Every every paragraph on this page, I've underlined the word purchase. So it's not like we can just change the now, therefore, it be resolved and have it be what we want it to be. It's embedded throughout the language. A couple of years ago, we did something at Royster Clark called the Special Area Plan. And it is really, I think, what you want to be doing here. It is looking at a site as a catalyst in a region and and looking at what you and the community wants to do there. And I, I like Alder DeMarb, think that is great. I, I actually I was uh, Rebecca Kinnear, who's out on leave, but she she was one of the leads and I I uh, oh actually it was Heather Stouters because she was not on leave. Um, I asked her why haven't we done more special area plans in the city because the process works so well. We got really the results we wanted, and there are lots of areas in the city. This might be exactly one of them that really should have better looks at. You can always do neighborhood plans and city plans and global plans, and but really to look at an area specifically bounded by a couple of streets, I think. That's what you want, and I want to support it, but this language doesn't do that. And 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 you could potentially do that between now and the council. You could just do an you know uh, um, amended version, but I, tonight here talking about this, I can't support that. So uh, could I recommend sort of tear down language here? Can I recommend to refer this to the council without recommendation? And then it goes on the agenda, and then between now and then, we can work on a uh, substitute resolution. Uh, Alderman Rommel? I think that's a good solution. And I would just ask that you mention the plans that you mentioned, such as the BRT thing and whatever you said 
prior to that, the 2005 plan. And then I don't know that you really want to add land banking because that has a lot of guidelines that I don't think this goal would necessarily, at least right now, satisfy. So I would want you to review whether that language, because it has certain criteria and a payback of getting off the tip back on the tax rolls of five years. So, you know, I don't want us to use that word too lightly because it has some sort of meaning in our program. So that's my advice, and thank you. What's the motion before us? I'll move to refer to the council without an opinion. Without recommendation. Is there a second? I'll second that. That becomes a substitute motion. Discussion? Seeing Alderman Verveer. To clearly, this could be friendly to the maker of the motion, but to clearly identify that the board's request that a substitute resolution be drafted by the sponsor and city staff, hopefully in time for next Tuesday's council meeting. That's an appropriate elaboration. Further discussion? On the substitute motion, all those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries now. It substitutes the main motion. Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Got it. 24, is there a motion? No, I believe in a second. I'll move to move into closed session. Motion to go into closed session. Is there a second? Second. There is. I could read the magic words. Read the magic words. When the Board of Estimates considers the following item, it may go into closed session pursuant to 19.851G, Wisconsin Statutes, which reads as follows, conferring with legal counsel for the governmental body who is rendering oral or written advice concerning strategy to be adopted by the body with respect to litigation in which it is or is likely to become involved. If the Board of Estimates does convene in closed session as described above, upon completion of the closed session, notice hereby given that it may reconvene in open session to consider the following item without waiting 12 hours pursuant to Wisconsin Statutes, Section 19.852. Is there a second? Second. Discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. We always have a roll call on these motions. Oh, roll call. Okay. Clausius. Present. Present. Is that a present or an aye? You want to vote yes or no, aye or nay. Palm. Aye. Revere. Aye. Aye. Hello. Motion carries. Goodbye. Aye. Hey, do you want to take your?